to the bad clan fantasy football podcast yes you can send your thanks in the mail to me for saving us from that song um i'm here with uh rob and tyler how are we doing guys we're doing excellent if you hear a dog in the background somebody is coming to pick up an old foosball table we had out the front door and of course my dog can't stand to have anybody near the door without barking at him so apologize for that guys you saved nobody from anything (laughs) (laughs) keep telling yourself that one tyler um let's see uh pre-playoff last 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 game of the regular season for us this week bum, bum, next, bum. next up is playoffs so we're gonna have a little bit of playoff data as we go playoffs for you guys um injuries updates uh we got a whole kerfuffle of game shuffling because of the ravens covid situation so got some stuff pushed around i think there's what a triple header monday night or some crazy nonsense like that Double header, and then the Cowboys game got pushed to Tuesday, Tuesday because Lamar right. Jackson isn't eligible until Tuesday. Weird how that happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, as far as uh, injuries, you know, we got, you know, Matt Stafford. He's still limited with that thumb, but he's been playing through it. Uh, DeAndre Swift through the concussion protocol, but out with uh, an illness today. I yeah. Think is- so that that's an interesting one. Adrian Peterson came out today and said, like, something along the lines of like, yeah, you know, he's having a really rough time with the concussion, blah, blah, blah. And there were a lot of, he, they are, he was like, uh, Deandre's really low energy right now. Like his energy's completely changed. And there were a lot of people, doctors that said, uh, yeah, being really low energy is a symptom of a major concussion. And if he's clearing concussion protocol, then that's, a uh, the team greasing some wheels to make that happen, but he shouldn't be on a football field right now. So I think that's Adrian Peterson being the vet. He is trying to save the rookie from the team. Yeah. I I agree with you a hundred percent there. Yeah. And then just as a, uh, objective thing in fantasy, thank you for, uh, yet another running back fantasy world that, uh, turned out to be injured and didn't play for me. So that's cool too. Um, Tua, I'm praying speaking of my team praying that he does not play he was th- limited today with thumb i'm hoping that i get another week of fitz magic kelvin ridley limited today but also julio i read today was downgraded to doubtful yeah he was he was downgraded uh from today's practice from limited to out um they were expecting him to practice and he didn't um yeah it I don't think he's going to be there Sunday. Obviously we're spec. We always are speculating at this point. We're a day later than we usually are. Um, but yeah, I would be surprised if he's out there. Um, Josh Allen, we saw him get banged up last week. He practiced full. He's fine. Daniel Jones. However, he is uh, doubtful. I believe I don't, I don't think they're expecting him to play. Yeah. I don't yep. think so either. Major hamstring injury. Did he go on IR? No, not yet. No. Um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank here, Tyler. Who is uh, the Josh the... Jacobs is a big one. Yep. Um, he's still sidelined with an ankle injury. Um, supposedly, um, they're saying it, 
looked worse. Aguilar said it looked worse than it appeared. Um, but back to back, you know, no practices, you know, who knows what's going on. Um, it makes Booker worth a little bit, but that could be a big blow to, um, to the team that's got Jacobs. Yeah. Everything. When you watch that play, that injury had everything that you normally see in a high ankle sprain. Um, and if it is a, if it's a high ankle sprain, then Jacobs is done for the fantasy season just because you're not going to play him. If, even if he is in, um, we, again, we talked about last year, Camara, Saquon were both, those were the guys with the high ankle sprains. CMC had one this year, but they were careful with him and they didn't bring him back until he was a hundred, a hundred percent. Right. And he looked Um, good until he hurt his shoulder. Right. And so if he's coming back early, you're don't play him. It's too dangerous. Um, Miles Gaskin, Gaskin is expected to come off IR t- on Saturday, but there's like the teams leaving him on there. They're likely to announce on Saturday. So, but he's been practicing the last two weeks, so I'm expecting him back. And Salvan Ahmed, I believe, is also expected to come off of IR this weekend. I think they're supposed to come off together. Yeah, he was also yeah. limited today. And then, okay, so I'm drawing a blank. We saw uh, on last weekend we saw a injury that we were afraid was going to be a Achilles tear. DJ Moore, that's who it was. I just could not for the life of me figure out who that was. So uh, following some of the doctors on Twitter that look at these football things, um, they said Achilles tears are very easy to diagnose on the spot. Um, So the fact that there was even a question whether it was Achilles tear or not really led or pointed towards the fact that it wasn't. Um, So honestly, it's probably, I think they said a quad strain. Um, Yeah. Which, again, he might be back before the end of the regular season, maybe. But what this is really good news for is for dynasty owners of DJ Moore um, for next year. Right, because they don't have to worry about an Achilles uh, rehab. Right. And Achilles this late in the season would be probably he'd be out all of 2021. Uh, The the other big one I know of... um is uh galladay still out uh i don't know why detroit has did not put him on ir um they made it sound like it was week to week and now it's been week to week for what three weeks four weeks um uh, no wonder their gm and coach were fired that team is a, a a trash heap and whatever um i i also see that aj brown didn't practice today he never practices on thursday <laughs> that's yeah that's probably a maintenance thing yeah, I know. I don't know if he still is, but he's been dealing with a, a bone bruise in his right knee for most of the season. And it's oh, well, this been... one was hip injury. Oh, okay. I'd say that if it was the knee, it's been uh, usually a Thursday is a maintenance day to work out that, that knee. Yep, nope. But the I'm hip, sure he'll the be hip fine. is new. Yeah, the hip's new, and this is not his usual rest day, which is usually Wednesday. Um, if he, so if he, he dies, he dies. If he practices tomorrow, he'll be fine. But if he doesn't, it's um, put his uh, weekend out. All righty. So let's move into league news. We only have yeah. one thing to really talk about, and that's A, because of the weird schedule changes, but also there was a trade agreed upon during the day on Sunday between my team, the Hot Snakes, and Nick's team, Easy Turbo. There sure um, was. I'll, I'll run through the trade, uh, and we'll start with Rob. You tell me how you feel about it. I this, I'll just say right here, this trade acceptance came through as a, as a real hot surprise to me. I was not expecting <laughs> it to be accepted on Sunday. So 
Um, I traded Kenyon Drake, Travis Holgum, and Jamison Crowder to receive CD Lamb, Deontay Johnson, and Duke Johnson. All right. So from the start, I like the wide receiver switch. Deontay Johnson is when healthy, and we've talked about this on the podcast before. When healthy, Deontay Johnson's been awesome for Pittsburgh. Um, CD Lamb has actually been uh, very good ever since um, Dallas got the red-haired child back. Um, I don't like Du Johnson, but you got to give up to get. So I, I don't mind the trade. I think it's it's good for both, actually. I think it's a good trade. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I will say about it is – I think Blake got the best player in this trade in Deontay Johnson. However, he, he had to sell from a position of already weakness with his running backs. He's talked about how his running backs can't stay alive for anything. Right. Um, and he got back a running back that it should soon be back to being the backup. Uh, I think David Johnson's either going to come off of IR this week or next. Um, so that's, that's the only concern, but as long as, you know, we just talked about DeAndre Swift. I, you know, considering this was made last week, I guarantee you Blake was going, well, you know, I get Gaskin back next week. I get Swift back next week, you know, right. these sort of things. Right. And unfortunately it's not a hundred percent that he's going to, um, which might hurt him short term, but he will get into it later. Blake's locked into the playoffs. So he doesn't really care about this week. What really matters is playoff time. Right. And, and plus, you know, Drake's matchup, I mean, I think Blake was looking short-term, trying to make the most of out of what he could. Um, and the matchup for Drake this week is brutal. I mean, he's playing the Rams. Um, and their defense has just been lights out here recently. So, you know, I get why he did it. Um, and, I, I, and I get why uh, Nick did it as well. So I like the trade a lot. Yeah, and then I'm just going to hit on Tyler. Yeah, you were exactly right. I was looking at my running backs. I'm like, yeah, I got DeAndre Swift coming off. He's been out for two weeks with a concussion. He'll be fine on the third week. I got Gaskin's going to be reactivated, and I've got Geo, who's in for the foreseeable earth for the near future. So I've got three very serviceable running backs. I can afford to give up Drake. And then, you know, things turn out the way they turn out. Right. Um, so, Tyler, before we hit, hit the matchups, tell me about our uh, records from last week. How did we do? Oh, boy, they're bad. <laughs> uh, well i should say one of us it wasn't bad for uh blake went four and one yes right on the opposite side rob went one and four. Oh god and i went two and three well i so, would have went two and three if i would have you know i'm doing that anti-rob thing mm-hmm. yes i i know uh, i know oh, it's I felt- murdering me this year but i can't go against it shut up you it. okay shut up um so overall, uh, Rob is 34 and 26 on the season. That's Blake jumps up to 42 and 18, up to a 700 record. Much and I'm at 38 and 22. Wow. Um, and then overall, overall, uh, over the three years we've been doing the podcast, um, Rob is 119 and 68. Blake is 119 and 69. And I am 114 and 73. Yeah, and my score is a little skewed because Tyler put in some bullshit figures in there in the years past. So I think I'm in first place in reality. Uh, no, you you have one more loss than Robin. That's the only difference. And there's right. no way of telling whether that was bullshit or not. <laughs> so in other sure words, we're tied. In other words, we're tied, Blake. 
I mean, that's how somebody who that's how somebody would look at it. But as it stands, Blake's a half game out. <laughs> ah, that's terrible. You're terrible. And I've literally given away four games this year. Uh, All right. I will say, uh, looking at some Commissioner's Cup stuff, uh, Rob has now held the Commissioner's Cup for three weeks in a row. Um, so, Blake, he is quickly encroaching on your record of five weeks of holding the Commissioner's Cup. However, this is the last week of the Commissioner's Cup for this year, so we won't yes. know until week one next year. If Again, if Rob wins this week, he'll be defending week one next week to tie the record for most consecutive uh, weeks held with the Cup. I'm coming for you, Blake. And yes. he faces so Tyler. You had I know you pulled a bunch of stats from leagues past this last week. Did you want to share those things now, or do you want to share those trickle them trickle them in as we go? Um, I mean, I got a whole lot of stats. That's my job. What do, what you, do you want do. to hear? Mm. I don't. I, I didn't know if you prepared anything. I mean, everything's prepared. Uh, we we went back through the entire history, so back to 2014 of the league, and pulled the highest and lowest scores weekly, uh, because. Uh, Freedy this week, uh, with Tyreek Hill and his 7,000 yards receiving, uh, was <laughs> making a push at the highest score. Um, Freedy, I think, believe ended, I believe, ended with 242 or 240 points, something like that. The highest score of all time was me, uh, with 246.75 points in one week, and that was back in 2018. Thank you, Patrick Mahomes. Mm hmm. Uh, the lowest score of all time was by Jared, our own touchdown, my pants, who I know is an avid listener. Shout out Jared, who scored 38 points in a week. Nice. What year was that? Uh, that is a good question. That was 2015. So that would have been the second year of the league. That was also when we were in eight team league. So that's extra embarrassing. <laughs> it really is. Right. But the, <laughs> my highest score was when we were, uh, 10 teams. So I, I do believe we may have added a flex at some point. Um, we were kind of discussing that. I, yeah, I wasn't able to go back through and look. Um, yeah, I, for, I forgot all about those dark days when we were only eight, eight people, the dark yeah. days. <laughs> um, other than that. All right. Uh, the luckiest team in the league uh, are Nate and Blake, which is obvious to anybody that's ever played in our fantasy league. <laughs> right. Uh, on average, they finish uh, about a spot and a half higher than where they finish in points. And the least lucky team is me. I, on average, finish two spots lower in the standings than I do points. Yeah, that's just, that's just on it's team management. I, I'm sorry, I can't help you. That's not on team <laughs> management. I average second place in points every year. Or third place. So that's the opposite of what you're saying. Also true. What else do you want to know? Anything? Um, post, you got you got a thing you're looking for? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm doing a little bit of typing right oh, now. Oh, who's the most consistent team? How about that? Uh, define most consistent. Like always, always near the top, making the playoffs all the time, finishing top three. Sure. So, high, you know, you know, that kind of thing, high in points, make the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. Um, so as far as postseason percentage, uh, Nate, Blake and Tyler were all tied at making the postseason 86% of the time. Nice. Uh, and I believe I, so I added 2020 in here. 
So I think that's actually taking 2020 out of the equation. Okay. Um, so I think we're all at a hundred percent. Okay. If I remember correctly, because obviously we, um, there's yeah, zeros yeah, yeah. in there right now. Gotcha. Um, and then as far as placement, uh, finishing in the podium, uh, at the end of the year, you know, finishing top three in the postseason, uh, Rob and Nate are tied. However, Nate has never won a championship, which we have discussed at length because he <laughs> chokes in the playoffs. <laughs> so Rob and Nate are regular season mavens, and then Nate just no, no, no. That's that's postseason. You guys finish in the top three in the postseason, fifty-seven percent of the time. Again, that's let me let me double check. I might be able. Well, to- I thought you meant we were top in regular season, and then postseason he died like a chicken on the string. No. Okay, okay, so two thirds of the time, uh, in the uh. Two thirds of the time, you guys finish in the top three in the postseason. Okay. Um, no, and then uh, as far as points go, on average, Rob finishes one point seven in the standings for points, which is absurd. I finish two point eight, and then we get into a uh, then we get into a mishmash. Mishmash. All right. All righty. All right. Cool. So I Thanks, guess. Guys. We can move into the matchups. All right. Uh, there's totally no technical difficulties or whatsoever. We're heading right into the matchups here. We got first up the four and eight fighting hedgehogs versus the also four and eight easy turbo. Tyler, take me through the playoff chances for this team and try not to laugh. Oh, sure. <laughs> So for the four and eight fighting hedgehogs, they are eliminated from the playoffs. Okay. Whoopsie. Uh, for the four and eight easy turbo, they are also eliminated from the playoffs. <laughs> so I don't think Oopsie. we will spend that much time on this matchup. All right. I think we'll probably just fly through this one. Yep. So we got hedgehogs, Deshaun Watson versus Matt Ryan for turbo. Uh, uh, Julio's not playing. Matt Ryan sucks when Julio doesn't play. Give me Watson. Watson, easy. New Orleans has been playing very well recently. Running back Raheem Mostert and questionable Chris Carson for fighting hedgehogs. Uh, Benny Snell with a out as it stands. Uh, James James Connor. Dang it, Daddy Rob, you're always screwing me up because you keep calling John <laughs> Connor when we're just talking <laughs> offline. The, the Terminator. And then also Turbo's got Kenny and Drake that he got for me. Um, this is easy. It's uh, most certain Carson. Uh, I think um, the Terminator will be back, and I don't like Drake against the Rams. Yeah, I'll believe you. I really could not <laughs> care less about this matchup. Nice. Uh, Hedgehogs are going to have Tariq the Freak and Chase Claypool versus Robbie Anderson, who's on a bye, and Justin Jefferson. Uh, you said it at the Freak. Done. <laughs> yep. Uh, Dallas Goddard. Uh, for the Hedgehogs and Johnny Smith for Turbo. Done. Goddard. Uh, ditto. Yep. Ertz is questionable at practice today. Uh, flex Eric Ebron for the Hedgehogs and Julio Jones, who's doubtful for Turbo. Holy double tight end. Um, I, I think this is gross and I don't want to talk about it. Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't, I just don't care. <laughs> I just don't care. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick fighting hedgehogs and we're done with this matchup. 
Done. I'm going to go to the Hogs as well. That was a fun matchup, guys. That was. Rob, done with Rob that who are you taking? Hogs also. All right. I do want to offer a formal um, apology to the Hogs and Turbo. Sorry we didn't talk about your teams, but they're basically useless, useless at this point. You may as well trade for all of the Buccaneers <laughs> like I did a few years ago. Right. It's over. Um, next up, we're going to have the backdoor hot snakes at seven and five versus the five and seven touching on my pants. Tyler, what we got with playoffs for these two. Okay. So these two are much more interesting. Um, so the snakes, there is a chance, albeit a very small one that they could get the two seed in a buy. However, what they would need to get that is they would need to win and outscore kegerator by 142 points. Okay, that's not happening. Right. So, assuming that doesn't happen, uh, if Blake wins, he gets the four seed. If Blake loses, he gets the five seed. And that's that. Um, there you go. Or touchdown my pants. Ooh, he yeah. Is, They're in a spot. Yeah, he is in the conglomerate of three teams that can either get the six seed or be eliminated. Uh, what pants needs is if he loses, he's out. Loss and you're out. Easy. If he wins and I lose and he keeps his, what, roughly 70-point lead, 65-point lead on Monty, yep. uh, then he gets the sixth seed. All right. So that That is – so Pants needs a win for me to lose, and I'm playing Monty, so that's what causes that, and to not be behind Monty by 65 points. It's possible. I'll give him that. Yes. Yep. I mean, yeah, it's possible. So let's get into this matchup here. Um, I've currently got the Fitzmagic man himself, Brian Fitzpatrick against Cincinnati versus uh, the chef, Russell Wilson. Okay. I don't care if you're throwing Jesus in your quarterback spot. You're not beating Russell Wilson against the Giants. Yeah, agreed. Um, Yeah, I'm sorry. Although Wilson has been, you know, scuttling a little bit lately. Uh, Three not so great uh, games in a row, but still. Still. It's going to be painful at quarterback for me. Speaking of pain, I've got DeAndre Swift and Miles Gaskin, neither of whom are have any sort of confidence in playing this weekend, versus Pants' Miles Sanders and Chase Edmonds. I mean, just based on Sanders alone and Green Bay can't stop the run, um, I'm going to take Sanders, but there's a caveat there in that I don't trust this Philly offense to do anything. Green Bay has a great pass rush, uh, and Carson Wentz has looked lost this year. Um, so Green Bay could get out ahead easy, and Sanders could be a non-factor. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to give it to Sanders and Edmonds just based on the risk of Swift and Gaskin. But I don't like it. Yeah. Um, Swift also has a really bad matchup against Chicago, even if he does play. So I'm effectively considering him out um, again, even if he does play. Give me Sanders and Edmonds, but like you, I don't feel super great about it. Right. I think there is a greater than 70% chance that Gaskin gets activated tomorrow. Or, I mean, not tomorrow, Saturday. I think he does. And and that's your spot right there. If you've got any hope of taking this, 
It's a so Gaskin gets the start, and because Cincinnati's not that great. Let, let's let's run. put it this way, and then we won't go through my bench when we're done with the right. everything. Uh, say oh, say uh, Gaskin's activated, and uh, DeAndre Swift is either you know not playing due to his illness, or you know goes back to the concussion protocol. Then there's Geo there, so then it's Geo and active Miles Gaskin versus Sanders and Edmonds. I like that a little better than what you have right now. Yeah, you definitely have the baseline, uh, but Pants would have the upside just because Sanders is Sanders. Sanders is really good, even if that offense stinks out loud right now. Right. He could he could break one. Right. All right. right. Um, Especially against Green so, Bay, who is terrible so, against the run. So in that in that second right. scenario, do you still give it to Sanders and Edmonds? Is that what you guys are saying? Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. But you make it much closer. Okay. So receivers, I've got AJ Brown, who we mentioned was questionable with that hip. Uh, I also have Keenan Allen. Versus Amari Cooper and Devontae Parker. Well, Keenan Allen's going to get Stephon Gilmore, right? Um, right. So that hurts him. Um, although he is the target machine. Um, right. So And Gilmore hasn't been Gilmore this year. No, but he's still Gilmore. <laughs> yeah. But he's Gil less, more like. <laughs> I, I would go Gil uh, less than or equal to. Mm. I I want to talk about Gil mean median and mode next. <laughs> All right. How about Gil average? Um. All right. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Jesus Christ, we're off the rails. Um. <laughs> yep. If Fitzpatrick is the starter, that's really good for Devontae Parker. Uh, he looked great last week. Uh, fourteen targets. Um, and Cooper against Baltimore. I, I'm not really ultra worried about it. Um, Cooper should be just fine. Cooper should have his floor in the, you know, low teens with boom upside. So assuming Fitzpatrick's the starter, I'm actually going to give this to Cooper and Parker. I am too, only because that the swing is AJ Brown's health. Um, The Titans have shown they're more than willing to run Henry, and when they're throwing, throw it to 84. I can't think of his name. It has a C in it. Uh, Connolly? No, the other wide receiver for the Titans. Corey Davis. Corey Davis, thank you. There's a C. Um, They're more than willing to do that. They do not have to lean on A.J. Brown. So if he's a little gimpy coming in, uh, I'm going to have to agree with Tyler. I don't want to, but I'm going to. All right. Tight ends. I've got Hayden Hurst questionable in there. Uh, and currently Pants has Rob Gronkowski who's on a bye. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be putting in um <laughs> somebody off the waiver wire. Somebody off the waiver wire. He used to have uh Gisecki. Oh, Gisecki's in his tight end. I mean it's oh, flex. okay, so he's gonna put Gisecki in okay. and then Yeah, he'll put Gisecki in as the tight end and he'll put somebody from the bench in the flex. Okay, so we're looking at Gusecki against Hayden Hurst. Give me – oh, God. Hurst is playing New Orleans. But Gusecki's against Cincinnati. You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to give this to Hurst. I'm going to go Gusecki. All right, sweet. All right, Flex, we've got Deontay Johnson for the Snakes and an empty Flex, effectively, for the Pants. I'm gonna call that. I'm gonna call that flex Adam Thielen. It's gotta be. 
I am going to too. I'm going to too. Um, and with that, I'm going to go Thielen. We've talked about it a couple of times. Washington probably – I think Washington does have the best pass defense in the league, don't they? I believe if it's not the best, it's top yeah. three. Um, and even with the volume, uh, there isn't a – in fact, the talent difference would probably go to Thielen. Um, so, yeah, give yeah. me Thielen all day long there. I agree. All right, defense kicker, I've got – the Dolphins against Cincinnati and Justin Tucker versus the Colts at Houston and Ryan Suckup, who's also on a bye. Uh, Dolphins and Tucker, yeah. easy peasy. Yeah, he's got Tyler Bass uh, against San Francisco for Buffalo, who will slot right in. But, yes, Dolphins, Tucker, easy. The Colts defense has kind of fallen off recently, and Houston's not going to be worried about that. So, yep, I agree And with we should say uh, – even though Tyler Bass is playing at San Francisco, that game will be played in Arizona. Uh, they, oh, all of their right. home games are at yep, Arizona right. the rest of the year. So yep, yep. Uh, just keep right. that in mind if for any you know, weather-related stuff. If you're looking at any games at San Francisco, they're really in Arizona. Right. All right. All right. <laughs> so as far as my bench goes, you know, say – Say AJ Brown's down, you know, I'm kind of forced to throw Deontay Johnson into that spot, and then I'm choosing between a hurt uh, DJ Chark or T Higgins. Do you, or CD do you think about CD Lamb at Baltimore? In that, in that, I bunch? do think about CD. I do think about CD Lamb at Baltimore because of where he plays. They, they, uh, Baltimore is good on the outside. They're not the best in the slot, um, and that's where CD Lamb makes his money. All right. So, Tyler, if you got anything to add, why don't you take me through pants? Um, I guess what we didn't mention about pants already. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, we talked about Thielen already. and No, I, I yeah. think we talked about everything we – I mean, Eckler is still sitting on, in IR for pants. Um, so, he'll be, he'll be activated. Uh, so, Eckler's got to be in your lineup. Ooh. Eckler. Yeah, he's got to be there instead of Chase Edmonds. Oh, my God. 100%. Fuck. Okay, here, here, so I'm looking at this again. I said that Pants and I are battling for a playoff spot, kind of uh, yeah. non-directly. Um, but right. if Pants wins, he puts some pressure on me. That's why I'm saying, oh, my God. Because right. I think – and I, I'm going to tip my hand here. I think this is a Pants victory. I'm going to pick Pants, uh, assuming he sets his lineup, obviously, um, which puts the pressure then on me. Doesn't he also have to play the Seahawks against the Giants oh, instead of the Oh, my the God, Colts? absolutely. Jesus Christ. Yes, because uh, they're going to be playing a backup quarterback. Fuck. Yeah. You 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 can't play the Colts against Houston. You've got to play that Seahawk defense against the against Colt McCoy. Right. Uh, yeah. 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 Pants is putting out a really, yeah. really good lineup in a week. That, yeah. in a if week he sets his lineup win. right, yeah. Yep. All right. Yeah. All right. We're good. Let's I, do it. I, I my team currently is just not healthy enough to overcome what uh, Jared's team has. What, what Jared's team has is going to round out to be with the right lineup. So I'm gonna go pants. Uh, next up is gonna be the. Wait. What did pick, Rob pick? He picked pants. Okay. He, I pants. Yeah. Next up is eight and four kegerator versus the also eight and four monkeys. So, Tyler, how's, how are these guys' uh, playoff situations rolling out? So, holy yeah, powerhouse. I outlined the situation where Nate would drop 
uh, out of the bye. Basically, he has to lose, Blake has to win, and Blake has to outscore him by 140. That's not happening. So with that, nope. I am effectively saying that K-Grader has secured a, a first-round bye. If he wins, he gets the one seed. If he loses, he gets the two seed. That's the end of K-Grader's uh, playoff stuff. Yeah. Um, monkeys, if they win, they get the one seed. Easy. However, if they lose yep. and Whitefish wins, Whitefish then becomes the two seed and gets the bye, and Monkeys falls down to the three seed. So this is actually a oh. sneaky big game for the Monkeys, who have been in first place all year long. I did not realize I had a chance to catch. Yep. Come on, K-Grader. I'm rooting you for you for the first time. Oh, and I, yeah, I should say that, uh, it, again, I'm – Speaking in absolutes, Rob is uh, 80 points ahead of Monkeys for the tiebreaker. I'm assuming that an 80-point swing isn't going to happen in the last week. However, it could. If Monkeys if monkeys or if Fish win and Monkeys outscores them by 80, then he still gets the bye. But that, that's what I'm working right. based off of. Okay. Yep, so Kegerator has sneakily been – you know, pretty steady. Like we talk about the monkeys a lot because of his team. And I mean, I guess, yeah, Kegrid has been carried by Kyler who we're going to talk about here in a second, but you know, he's been, he's been pretty solid. You know, we've been louding the monkeys team, but doing pretty good job. So we got Kyler Murray against the Rams for keg versus Patty Mahomes against Denver. I mean, I think Tyler uh, will agree. It's, it's gotta be Mahomes. I mean, (laughs) yeah, I'm actually, Maybe maybe a few weeks ago you would make this more even, but Kyler with the shoulder injury, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I'm actually sneaky worried about Kyler right now with that AC joint injury. Um, right. I think, yeah, uh, the four weeks before he got hurt, he had he never had less than double-digit rushes. The last two weeks, he got hurt in week 11 against Seattle, only got five rushes, and then week 12 against New England, only had five rushes. Um that's where his baseline comes from. And he's only had one game yeah. this year uh, prior to the injury with no rushing touchdowns. So um, I'm sneaky worried about Kyler. Kegerator has the benefit that more than likely he's not going to fall out of the, um, the buy. So he really has two weeks to see what Kyler is going to do before he has to make a hard decision. Um, but yeah, it, Anybody that needs to win this week that has Kyler or, you know, you're in the playoffs, but you're going to have a week one matchup. I'm sorry. You're just, you're, you have to ride with Kyler, but it's kind of gross right now. It's kind of scary. No, I agree. All right. So running backs for keg, we have David Montgomery and Wayne Gallman versus the monkeys, Alvin Kamara questionable and Naheem Hines. (sighs) Man, I you can't trust Camaro with Hill back there. I, I was gonna say similar things about Camaro that I did with Kyler. He carried you here, and it's not it's not out of the realm of possibility to bench Camara in the fantasy playoffs if Taysom Hill's the starter. It's just not. He's he's not the same with Taysom Hill. Um I don't mind Naheem Hines in a game where uh that's probably gonna be close. Um Obviously, if Taylor is back in, I believe he was a close contact, so he should be available. He he was 
he was already um, off okay. that list today. So that hurts Hines a little bit, but um, not as much as it hurts Wilkins. Um, you know, Gallman versus Seattle. He's been – holy shit, I actually didn't know this. Gallman has been 16, 12, 13, Pretty, 18, 18. Yeah, 18 teens every uh, time, yeah. That just made that really yeah. easy for me. Give me Montgomery and Wayne Gallman over Kamara and Naheem Hines. Uh, you know, <laughs> I I was hoping you were going to talk yourself into Kamara and Hines because I was going yeah, Montgomery I, and Gallman because of the consistency of Wayne and the fact that Montgomery is playing Detroit. Hey, uh, I'd like to speak. I'd like to speak so, to yeah. uh, preseason Rob, please. Can Rob? Will yeah. you? Uh, will you dial him up for me? Hey, 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 preseason Rob. Um, just so you know, week yeah. thirteen. Um, we're gonna take David Montgomery and Wayne Gallman over Alvin Kamara and Naeem Hines. Is that okay? <laughs> um. Oh, are you high and stupid? <laughs> I I also I, yes. I want to point out that this podcast is ninety five percent for us for our own entertainment. <laughs> I right. I want to point out that I drafted Wayne Gallman and people like were like, "What a stupid idiot!" If I'd have hung on to him, he'd be uh you know a good play right now. So whatever. Great big guys. I'm real Pickles. proud of you. You're really learning and coming along into your own yeah. your own skin. So we are um, we are receivers. Learning. Thank you, Blake. Okay, great is going to have DeAndre Hopkins and Calvin Ridley questionable. Versus Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks. Uh, Calvin Ridley, I believe we talked, we briefly talked about him. He was uh, limited in practice today <sighs> due to a. Let me scroll. Dang it. Uh, limited ankle and foot. All right. I. All right. The Rams have been very, very good. And you know that Hopkins is going to get the treatment. And you've already got – we've already talked about Kyler being a little hurt here. I'm going to take Hopkins down. And Ridley, I'm going to take down too because of the injuries. Woods has just been so consistent. So is Cooks, especially now that um, with the – um, flying V. Uh, suspension. Um, Cooks goes up. I hate to say this. It's Woods yeah, and Cooks. Yeah, and it's pretty easy. Uh, like you said, Hopkins is going to get Ramsey. And, um, yeah, I, it's Woods and Cooks. Yeah. They're just consistent. Hey, Tyler, you want to dial up preseason Rob again real quick and ask him another question about these receivers? Yeah, yeah. hang on. Hello, operator, please get me preseason Rob. Hello, yes. <clears throat> Hello. You are talking to preseason. Hi, hi Rob. preseason Rob. Uh, Blake has a question yes. for you. Blake, go ahead. Um, so I just want to uh, ask if this is all right. We're gonna pick Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks over the matchup of DeAndre Hopkins and Calvin Ridley. Is that is that is that why? <laughs> are you stupid? <laughs> Thanks, preseason Rob. You're always a gem. <laughs> all right, <thank> <laughs> all right, tight ends. Um, Hunter Henry against New England for Keg Raider, and then we've got Noah Fant at Kansas City for the Monkeys. All right, uh, all right. Denver should get quarterbacks 
back in the game after last week. And at least one. And Kansas City's been like, eh, against tight ends. Um, so I don't mind Noah Fant there. Um, I actually don't know how New England is um, against tight ends. Tyler, uh, you got a thing there? Go. I do not. Not in front of me, actually. All right. Right now, I'm going to uh, lean. Fant. I'm actually going to lean the other way. Pending, I'm, I'm looking up some stats. All right, but there you go. Fant just hasn't been getting it done lately. Um, no, but no. Well, with quarterback play uh, and New injuries England is and third all that. against the tight end. All right, there you go. <laughs> so, I mean, however, here's who they played. Miami with Fitzpatrick, who doesn't favor Gusecki or didn't at the start of the year. Seattle, who has no tight ends. Yeah. Vegas, Waller got four for 34 and a touch. Kansas City, they always shut down Kelsey. That's always their target. Uh, Denver, only seven points. San Francisco, they shit, they shut down Kittle, 555. Boy, this is starting to sway me. Wow. I'm going to push this, yeah. and I'm going to say that neither one of these tight ends gets out of single digits. All right. All right, so just a, just a real quick like it. comparison here. So Noah Fant's the number 15 tight end with 92 points. Hunter Henry's the number six tight end, so that's a nine-point difference in positioning, Ooh. but only 112. That's a 20-point difference between nine positionings in overall tight end rankings in fantasy. Yeah, and – I mean, that shows you how the, compact the tight ends is. are in fantasy. Yeah, and, and Fant has missed, uh, missed right. both games and parts of games. Right. Yeah, so you either have the top three or you have nothing. Really. Exactly, tight ends are uh, really weird. Really, I, I, you know, let's just do it. Let's just do a quick break here. Do you think we'll? Do you think the NFL right. and by proxy fantasy is going to go into a time where tight ends will be valuable outside of the top two? Well, let me take this two ways. Really, this year it's Kelsey and everybody else. Um, I think Kelsey is averaging something like ninety receiving yards a game. Uh, second for tight ends yes. in receiving yards per game is Waller with like 47. Um, it, it, it's literally, right. it's Kelsey. And then there's the rest of the pack. I mean, the, the only thing I'll say is there's been an influx of talent and there's going to be more talent coming in next year where tight end may have a Renaissance. And I think a lot of teams are looking at the, uh, Shanahan's of the world and saying, Oh, Hey, your tight ends, your focal point of the offense, and it's working for you. Uh, same with Kansas City, although Kansas City's got you know significantly. That's that's a different story, but you know right. I could see it. Um, I think Hawkinson be, takes the leap into the next tier. Um, I think he's a top tier guy next year. You, yes, um, yes. What we expect, what we expected Goddard to do this year, uh, Hawkinson's going to do next year. I could see Fant for fantasy purposes doing the same yep. thing. Um, I just think that the talent is there. Um, you know, they just have to take the take the step. So, uh, to answer your original question, I think we're going to see tight ends more next year than we did this year. This year's been a weird down year, actually. Right. So, yeah, yeah. Where you've seen the up and down is where you have uneven quarterback play. So I guess. Right, so you had to get. Oh, I'm sorry, Blake. Okay. Let me just finish this last point. Where you had Gasecki was a preseason favorite, uneven quarterback play. You bounced back and forth. Right, Dallas was supposed to have 
a good tight end. Uh, not only we had injury, but bounced back and forth between quarterbacks. So, yeah, I'm with you, Tyler. So, I guess ahead, the, the whole reason why I bring this up is because, you know, we see, and just as as sports evolve, we see more and more athletic people entering right. the NFL, you know, especially what we see in the receiver and the running backs. And then as more recently, the quarterbacks are becoming far more athletic than they ever were before. They're more, more mobile, bigger arms, things like that, which – uh, you know, the logical next step there is bigger arms, more athletic quarterbacks, that's bigger plays downfield. And the the whole stigma of tight ends is we are your outlet. We're the big guys that are going to block, and then we're going to go, you know, seven yards downfield and catch an out route. And is so I guess right. the reason why I'm asking, like the whole reason why I thought about it is like, is that changing? Is that going to change? Are we going to have vertical tight ends going to be the name of the game, or are we just – is it time for the stigma, the idea of tight ends to change? It depends on your offensive or fantasy. philosophy. It's, it's a whole, all based in fantasy, I guess. Well, no, I, I mean, per team, it, it depends on your offensive philosophy. Kansas City believes in throwing the tight ends downfield. Um, if you believe that your tight end needs to be an inline blocker and a deep threat, those people are hard to come by. Yeah, you got – Kittle, and that's really about it. That's it. Yeah. Um, you know, the day – I will say this. The days of Jason Witten are over in the NFL. And and if you know what I'm – if you know the NFL, you know what I'm talking about there. Okay. So that's you know, that's what you're talking about where your, your, your main block you, – Basically, Jason Kittle, but add another, you know, 30 pounds. Jason Kittle. Sorry. Jason Kittle. I love Jason Kittle. Uh, He's great. Oh, God. <laughs> George Kittle. Greg, Greg yeah. Kittle. Hell, hell. Thank you. <laughs> Greg uh, Kittle. Greg Kilberg. Greg Kilberg. Uh, you, you canceled with that, with your statement. You canceled all of my thought. Like, I don't know if you saw it in my face, but my train of thought died <laughs> on the stop, like, right there. Let's, let's, let's get the hell you, off this. Tangent. All right, next. Um, we're going to go Please. to the flex for Kegerator. I forgot the teams we were fucking talking about. <laughs> Sammy Watkins against Denver right. versus Jarvis Landry at Tennessee with the Monkeys. I have, for the last couple of years, loved Jarvis, Jarvis Landry. Yeah, I agree. Jarvis here. Um. Uh-oh. I'm not picking Jarvis, but I'm not picking Sammy Watkins. I am I am assuming that Kegerator is not going to play Sammy Watkins like an idiot, and he's going to have some <laughs> other option, and that will be better than Jarvis Landry. I mean, he doesn't have any He sure does. Please let me talk about his bench, Blake. Oh, <laughs> he does. Okay, I see one. You're right. Yeah. All right, yeah, we do so right. for defense kickers, Kegerator has Giants at Seattle and Will Lutz versus Monkeys Steelers at Washington or against Washington and Harrison Butker. Nope. Yep. Steelers, Butker. All right, so Tyler, tell me about the Kegerator bench with a Zeke Elliott on that bench. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, I, yeah, that, that's I know. I know why you're doing it, Nate. I understand. I feel your pain. Yeah. I know. But your floor with Sammy Watkins is exactly the same as your floor with Zeke 
and your upside with Zeke is unless you get lucky with one of the Sammy Watkins games, your average with Zeke is going to be significantly yeah. higher. Um, yes. Now, I mean, if, if you want to try to talk me into McKissick in a game where they should be down, okay, we can talk about that. If, if you want to talk me, you know, yeah. if you want to talk to me about Jerry Judy, where they should have their quarterbacks back in a game where they're going to be throwing all game long. We can talk about that. Although Kansas city is good against wide receivers. So probably not. Um, if you want to talk to me about Christian Kirk in a game where Jalen Ramsey's going to follow Deandre Hopkins all over the field and Kyler's going to have to throw somewhere else. We can talk about that. Um, but Sammy Watkins here just doesn't make any sense uh, over Zeke. And so assume you put Zeke in there. We can talk about some of those other options, but not Sammy Watkins. Right. All right. So, Rob, tell me about the monkey's bench. What's he got? I mean, the monkey's has so much on his bench that he can't use. He's got Kittle, David Johnson, IR, Connor out, Galladay, questionable. One thing I would think about is Tanyan over Fant. Yeah, yeah, I actually really like that. Um, Tanyan has been getting a couple of shots downfield every game. Um, so yep. I yep. think your upside is just as high as it is with Fant, and your baseline significantly higher. I agree. So, yeah, I would go there. Yep. All right, so, Rob, who are you taking in this matchup? Monkeys. Tyler? Yeah, um, the if Kyler was fully healthy, if you told me we were getting a fully healthy Kyler in this game, it would it would be a lot closer. But as it stands yes. right now, I think Monkey yes. takes it. Give me a big Jarvis Landry green. Damn, Jarvis Landry game, and I'll take the Monkey. You sure tried there, Blake. I I did. I, yeah, yeah. You know. I, I felt you. <laughs> It's one of those where you see somebody swing way too hard at a golf ball and you see him cock back and you're like, oh, this is going to go poorly. And it just, you (laughs) know, or you sliced it into the tree. You're like, this is going to dig a lot of dirt. (laughs) All right. So now that the uh, punch bag Blake segment's over, let's move into the fantasy Reapers at five and seven versus the also five and seven Monty fantasy team. Tyler, you want to mm, yeah. you want to hit me with the playoffs? So we're the other two teams, uh, including Pants, that are five and seven. We're all fighting for the playoffs. Um, we kind of went through Monty's already. Monty has to win. If Monty wins and touchdown, my pants loses. He's in. That's easy enough. If Monty wins and Pants wins, right. Monty would have to outscore Pants by sixty-five points, and then he's in for the sixth seed. So, for Monty. You got to win this week. You have to. Um, for me, um, if I win, I'm in. I get the sixth seed. Pending, pending pants outscoring me by 115 points. Uh, right. Which is not going to happen. So, hit, uh, yeah. Monty's road is a, uh, a little hard. Well, kind of. Uh, Monty's road hinges completely on pants. If he wins and pants loses, then he's in. It's as simple yeah. as that. Um, all right. So, all like right. I said, for me, if I uh, if I win, I'm in. If I lose, and 
Jared loses pants, then I'm also in. So I have a little bit of leeway there, but as we went through the matchup again, I I felt very concerned about it. Um, The other one that's kind of interesting that we'll talk about here is we have a 13 point gap between third and fourth place in points. Um, Like, like we talked about Rob, you're pretty much locked into first place in points unless monkeys outscores you by 80. Um, Monkeys is ahead of Terry by about 80 as well. So he's pretty much locked into second. Yeah. But then me and Terry are separated by 13 points going into the last week. Um, so not only am I fighting for playoffs, it'd be easy if I was out of the playoffs and I could just play all of my boom players and just try to outscore him. But I'm also fighting. I need a win. If I win, I'm in the playoffs. Right. So that's the other kind of interesting part of this week. I'm, I'm just in all of the bad this week. Or all of the stress, I guess. Nice. All righty. So we'll move into the matchups here. First up, quarterbacks. Reapers has Josh Allen at San Francisco on a Monday night game versus Philip Rivers, questionable Ooh. at Houston. This is super easy for me, but Rob, I want you to take it first. Okay, so – I mean, it's super easy. It's it's Josh Allen, even though he's got a little harder matchup against San Francisco. Um, the fact that Philip Rivers is Philip Rivers, uh, and even though he has such a cake matchup against Houston, you still got to go with you no, got to go with that. You don't. I'm sorry. Uh, it's easy. No, it's easy. For you, me, you, you're Rivers going Rivers in this one. Um, Houston is going to be without Bradley Roby. Wow. Um, and you want to talk about how bad Houston is without Bradley Roby at corner? Uh, do you remember when Jake Luton Terrible. came in and everybody was like, hey, he threw for 300 yards. He might take this job over from Gardner Minshew. And then he immediately proceeded to not throw for over right. uh, 300 combined yards in the next two games. Yeah, that first game was against Houston without Bradley Roby. Right. Uh, th- this is the cake of all cake matchups uh, for a quarterback. Combined with the fact that Houston can actually stay in a game Ooh. and keep a team, uh, keep a quarterback, yeah, uh, passing in the ball. shootout mode. Um, yeah. yeah, and yeah. so all yeah. of that combined with the fact that Josh Allen, um, is <clears throat> not nearly as good without John Brown. I'm actually really concerned about Josh Allen, uh, going into the fantasy playoffs. Um, you look at every single game that. Uh, I believe every single game that he has been below 30 points this year has been without John Brown and every single game that he's been above 30 points has been with John Brown. Um, I'd have to double check that, like double check wow. the weeks of John Brown's injuries, but I'm pretty sure that that's accurate. Um, well, I mean, that's so, why we have stat uh, there. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking um, easy Phillip rivers and I'm going to fact check that uh, Josh Allen thing right now. Okay, right. so we're moving to running backs. The Reapers have Nick Chubb at Tennessee and Aaron Jones against Philly versus Dalvin Cook. Questionable. I've heard he's fine, good to go against Jacksonville and yes. James Robinson. Yeah, he's at Minnesota. Fine. Oh my goodness. What a running back matchup here. So while you're thinking, Rob, the um, 
Nick, the John Brown, Josh. Yeah, Allen go ahead. Thing, um, doesn't complete. It doesn't completely it, hold up. Real? However, um, so John okay. Brown, it, it holds up except for about one week. So he, he had one big game All right. uh, without That's John fine. Brown. But but every game that John Brown has been Anomaly. severely hindered right. or out, Josh Allen has also been severely hindered. All right. Um, back to the running backs. I'm not worried about Cook. They're just giving him maintenance here. Uh, against Jacksonville, he should roll. Uh, Robinson, love him against Minnesota. Hey, same game, believe it or not. Um, Aaron Jones against Philly. Philly good front seven, but you can run against that team. However, the the worry I have there is that they like to use Jamal Williams almost in a 50-50 split. Chubb against Tennessee like. Oh, God, I don't know what to well, do here. Let me add into that. Um, I agree with you completely on Aaron Jones. Uh, as All far right, as I'm, team rushing goes, I think yeah. the Packers will be fine. It's just how is that how does that get split up? Yeah. Um the only right, thing exactly. that I would add is Dalvin Cook's been kind of dinged up. Um I don't think they're going to have a been. difficult time winning this game against Jacksonville. I could see them flipping over to Alexander Madison uh oh. in order to get Cook a little bit of health. So I could see a shorter day for Cook. And that may be the that may be the one saving it could be, but his shorter day may be his shorter day. Yeah, may, no, may you, be you're absolutely right. But that points, that's the you know one I mean? thing that may yeah. save me in this running back matchup. Otherwise, I think it's Cook and Robinson easy. Yeah, I I'm going to give it Cook and Robinson, but just like I, I think three if points. Cook, you know what I'm saying, I think if Cook has a short day, then yes, it could be very close. If Cook has a full day then I'm very concerned about getting blown out. Yeah. Um, I did yeah. – do, 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 Jesus Christ. I was here ready to Once go. Once in here like, let me talk. And again, just swung <laughs> all the way back and chunked boy. Yeah. I do just want to say – Strikeout. The Vikings are historically very cautious with Dalvin Cook when he's banged up. So, yeah, it could be a – It'll yeah. be a very short Dalvin Cook day, but in reality, it probably won't be. He'll probably blast yeah. off for 170 yards, and then he'll never get pulled in the fourth also, quarter. Also, so. Blake, side note, we should be playing Alexander Madison in Dynasty. Move it's... on. <laughs> Are you yeah. sure? No, you sure? I, I'm pretty, I got a good feeling about Jordan Williams right. this week. So. I hate it. <laughs> um, Next. Wide receiver, we got Allen Robinson and Terry McLaurin for the Reapers versus Tyler Lockett and Corey Davis. Talked about him earlier for the fantasy team. Oh. Okay, so this is a, a battle of number ones in Robinson and McLaurin against two receivers who it depends how their other their counterparts do. So does Lockett take a backseat to Metcalf? And does Corey Davis take a, a backseat to A.J. Brown? If they do, this is so easy, Robinson McLaurin. If they don't, there's upside with Lockett and Davis, but I'm sorry. They're battling uphill. Give me Robinson and McLaurin. The only thing in Corey Davis's favor at all is that A.J. Brown injury we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, right. That right. A.J. Brown injury actually really helps Corey Davis. Um, 
this entire matchup comes down to whether James Bradbury is on DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett. What are they going to take away or try to take away? Uh, Bradbury's been really, really good for the Giants this year. And if he ends up shadowing um, DK, then I'm (laughs) not going to be happy. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't worry about Bradbury Um, against DK. But other than that, I feel fine. I feel actually more than fine. Uh, Robinson has a cake matchup. Oduko for, yeah, Oduka for the Lions. Oh my God, Um, doesn't he? It was limited in practice today. And the Lions are the only team that Trubisky is actually really good against. Um, I think he's thrown three or more touchdowns every single time he's faced them. Um, So... I'm totally fine with yeah. Allen Robinson. Yeah, right. Which is which is um, and crazy. McLaurin's isn't McLaurin. It? I he's matchup proof. Um, he'll be he'll be totally fine. Um, right. I I have mid teens baseline with thirty Agreed. point upside. So I'm gonna say Robinson and McLaurin. Yep. But yeah, I mean this this could get interesting. Um, just as a quick aside, Terry McLaurin was drafted, um, uh, mid fifth round this yep. year. Does he get drafted higher next year? Yes. Be- mainly because I, yes, especially if they, yep. if, I was going to say they're going to draft a quarterback, quarterback and, uh, that's going to be probably, I imagine it'll is be like he, Trey Lance or something like that. And is he third round potential second round? Maybe like where are you, where are you putting him at? Um, I mean, uh, McLaurin uh, was the first receiver this year to a thousand yards. So it, it all depends on how it shakes out. There is so much talent at the wide receiver position uh, now. I mean, look at just the rookies this year. There really is. CeeDee Lamb, Justin Jefferson, uh, Chase Claypool. Deontay yeah, Johnson isn't a rookie, but he's kind of balled out. Um, yep. DK Metcalf's taking he's, the next step. He's probably going to be a second-round pick next year. You know, uh, McLaurin yeah. – and that's yeah. why uh, that's why running backs was so Honestly, good earlier because there's not yeah, a lot just of just naming those guys there's off. Like McLaurin could end up back in the fifth round again next year, just just because of the sheer volume. He, he good, of you're right. At what the wide receiver position in the NFL right now. Yeah. And the and the and the um what do I want to say? And the talent receiver, but then yep. also talent on better teams in the Reds. The, Football yeah. team, and there's uh, right, right, this. Right. Yep. Obviously, last year's wide receiver class has been very good so far. This next year's wide receiver class has just as much um, raw talent. Um, who knows if they land in the right spots? You know, if everything works out. But th- this next year's wide receiver class, headlined yeah. by uh, Rondell Moore and uh, Jamar Chase, is very good. Very good. All righty. Um, I like these little snippets right. of. Uh, actual actual analysis tangents going right? on in this one. I have a good feeling about this podcast. This is the this is the portion of the podcast where, where we uh, review it halfway through. This is so, the portion of the podcast doing, where we stroke our own dicks as we talk about it. <laughs> oh, beautiful! <laughs> oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say one more thing. Hey, um, a guy I like going forward who has been kind of hidden because of AJ Brown. Corey Davis has really shown himself this year. Since we were just talking about him and. McLaurin, that kid might have parlayed himself into either a renewal with the Titans or a yeah, prominent role with another really team if they decide to see to where on. he goes in fantasy drafts next year. Um, because he's 
He's been right. He was either undrafted uh, he or was a undrafted. very, very, very late pick. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <clears throat> All right. And he's been what? What is he? Um, I don't again. Just easy? because of no, he's thirty-two, but he he did miss two games and he put up okay. uh, goose egg one other game. So let me. I'll, okay. I'll pull up points um, per game, but I you guys can move that. on. All right, all right. Let's round out this matchup. We were going to move into tight ends. We got EJ Hawkinson at Chicago Good. for the Reapers, and then Dalton Schultz at Baltimore for the fantasy team. Yep. That's hot. Okay, so flex Stefan Diggs at San Francisco for Reapers and Cole Beasley at the 49ers in Arizona. Uh, okay, it's very very rare in the flex. We have uh wide receivers from the same team. Um obviously it's no, big. it's not. I, I think mean, it's Beasley. On. Um in games where yeah, mm-hmm. in games. You think so? Yep, Brown is out, and Beasley's been nailed. Oh, because Brown's, Brown's out. out. Um, multiple games now when Brown has All been right. out. Uh, Beasley's been above. Um, he's had two 11 catch games when Brown's been out, as well as being in the mid-teens multiple times. And last week, uh, uh, obviously he had his week saved by throwing a touchdown, but he's just so much more a part of the game plan when Brown is out. Yeah. Um, obviously, Diggs has the upside. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm right. going to take – Diggs is going to get Sherman, and Sherman's actually looked good this year. So give give me Beasley. Ooh, he is – No, last okay, game he's was. back, but it's his first game. Yeah. Oh, last game was? All right. Uh, Blake, let me ask you this. As a cow, – well, you're all Cowboy, Cowboy fans. What do you think about Cole Beasley – Doing what he's doing. I was going to remark on that before we moved on to the next thing, but Cole Beasley only three games this year under 10 points. I mean, or out of double digits, let's put it that way. That's that's nothing you ever would have seen in Dallas. I think that's just the way it's. No, in Dallas, he was not a fantasy. The way that the Buffalo offense is structured and the way it's run. I mean, and then also Josh Allen's obviously a factor. Well, I think the yeah. the big one to all right the big one that Thank shows you. you exactly why he's more of a factor than he ever was in Dallas. Just look at his uh, yards per reception. Um, in Dallas, he fluctuated between you know eight yards of reception. A couple of years when he was really valuable in Dallas, he was up towards eleven. These last two years in Buffalo, eleven point six and eleven point seven. Well, yeah. Um, he's just been. He's been steady, Eddie. He's been I mean, consistent, yeah. and uh, yeah, that that's that's the big thing is they just they involve him. I'll be honest. Yeah, I, I missed the hair. You hit it right there. Oh, I, he cut it. He cut his hair. He used to have a glorious lock. So we're gonna move yeah. into defense yeah. kickers here. We got Cardinals against the Rams and the Glasses Man for Reapers. I refuse to say his name. I'll say it every week. Uh. Uh, the fantasy team will have the Saints at Atlanta <laughs> and Michael Bad to get a little blah blah blah. Sorry, I have one more thing on Cole Beasley before we move on. No, I do. No, uh, the other one to look no, at Cole Beasley was right. only ever one above more. 60% snap percent in Dallas one time, and it was his last year. Uh, two years in Buffalo, he's been at 68 and 66%. Yeah. He's just he's on the field more, he's more involved. That that's what it is. Nice. The talent's there. Um 
going yeah. into the defense and yeah. special teams. Yeah, it's easy. It's the Saints. Um, easy. Because with Julio out, that offense yep. becomes easy to neutralize. Yep. All righty. Yep. Let's have – Tyler, you want to tell us what you're thinking about your bench? I mean, so we kind of talked about it. My number one question mark is Aaron Jones. Um, unfortunately, uh, McCaffrey's on a bye. He'll be – if I make the playoffs, I should have Christian McCaffrey healthy for the entire playoffs. Um, oh, yeah. So it's really, True. you know, do I want to try to trust Clyde Edwards-Alaire? At the end of the day, um, I, I just have to go with the upside of Jones there. Um, yeah. I, there's nothing really. I I am toying like a 15% like Kirk Cousins toying with it. Again, with all the stuff that I said about Josh Allen with John Brown out, probably not going to happen. Um, I would just – I would kick myself so much if I benched Josh Allen and uh, he went off. I I think Kirk Cousins' ceiling is right around yeah. – not ceiling. I think Kirk Cousins' uh, more most likely at, outcome is around Josh Allen's floor. And so, yeah. All right, Rob, why don't you right. take me through Monty's? All right. Uh, the only thing I would look at is tight end. And this, do, you, do you believe Dalton Schultz is going to outperform Jimmy Graham against Detroit? Jimmy Graham has, for all how old he is, he has been a warrior inside the red zone. Um and Detroit has been d- doing nothing. I would really look at that. Um, it depends how many Baltimore players are ruled out for that game, but I think that's the only spot I'd look at. All right. So who are you taking here, Rob? Who am I taking? Ugh. A lot has to go right for Monty to win. A lot has to align. Based on that alone, I'm going to go with the So, how, how do you feel? I just went back and looked. In 12 weeks, I'm 7-0 and when I pick against myself, and I'm 4-1 and when I pick myself. So, his, his, so historically, I've been very good at so picking it doesn't matter. my team. Right. I am very concerned about this matchup. I'm concerned about my quarterback. Like I said, I picked against Josh Allen. I'm concerned. I'm real. I could lose it in the running backs. You, you might not even have to go past quarterback and running back. And I could lose this matchup. My wide receivers could pull me back. My tight end could pull me back. True. Um, but there's still a couple of question marks there. I think it's going to be really close. God, see, I hate it. I'm 7-0 and when I pick against myself. But I really want to pick Monty here. But that dooms, that dooms me. That... Do you? All right, what are you going to do? I'll be taking Monty. And Rob, who did you pick? Boom. That doesn't help me. I picked you. I was going to so pick against the I consensus. Know, I, 
Oh, boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Let's I go back to, to my room. Pick one. Give me, give me me. We're, I know. We are, we are oh, not going to know. You, you the, it. You we're not going to know the winner of this boom, game. You're done. Until Monday night. Uh, obviously, with Buffalo playing and there being three Buffalo sure. players in this matchup, that seems obvious. But I don't think it's going to be, you know, I'll be down by right. a reasonable amount for Josh Allen to score. That sort of thing. You know what I mean? All righty. Yep. So we'll finally going to move into the last right. matchup. We got two seven and five teams between C.I. Whitefish and Scary Terry. This is the final game for Woo! the Commissioner's Cup this season. Uh, Tyler, why don't you take us through the playoff looks yep. for these two teams? So Terry is not very interesting. Um, well, if, if he wins and he outscores <laughs> and monkeys lose and he outscores monkeys by 74 points. So realistically, you'd have to put up like a 200 point game. You get the two seed. Okay. Realistically, that's not going to happen. So realistically, right. if he wins, he gets the three seed. Probably not. If he loses and okay. Blake wins, he gets the five seed. Otherwise, if he just if he loses and Blake loses, he gets the four. Okay. So realistically, Harry's he's for sure in no matter what. Uh, he's realistically, in no matter he's just what. bouncing between three and five. All right. For you, if you what win, monkeys me? lose. What am I doing? Again. Pending that eighty-point tiebreaker, you you get the two seed. So this becomes a very important game for you. Uh, if you if you win, uh, right. if you win go, and go the monkeys K-Grader. win, you get the three seed. Um, however, if you lose, your highest possible All seed right. is four, and your and if Blake wins, it becomes a five. So All you right. are maybe outside of our you know mishmash for the six All seed. Right. You're probably our most interesting and most uh fluctuating person i'm two to five go anywhere you can go and it two to five really you can go anywhere from two to five uh (laughs) purely based on win or loss you you, what you score is not going to matter that's yeah that's, that's um, a little bit a of a fantasy alert we have. Uh, Kyler Murray, full participant today in, in today's yeah. practice. Yeah. Uh, Boom. He that, was full. That's a little last better for K well. Um, I don't know. It, I'm. I I don't change how I'm treating him. I guess. I mean, I mean Blake's full of shit. All right. Well, let's move right into all right the garbage here. Uh, quarterback, we have an out Lamar Jackson for Whitefish <laughs> versus Justin Herbert uh, at or okay. against New England. All right. I mean, so to be fair, Jackson's out because of the COVID thing. He's supposed to be cleared by Monday of next week, and the game's on Tuesday. So, assuming he's cleared. I love him against Dallas because what he does, Dallas can't defend. Um, I also love Herbert because, dude, has been putting up 300 yards every year, or I mean, every year, every week. Um, 
I'm going to give the edge to Herbert. Edge to I Herbert actually don't bit. think it's close. Um, Herbert had his worst game of the year last week, um, and he still had 27 points. Uh, it's been a struggle for Lamar to get there um, this year. Yeah. Yes, it absolutely. Has, but that Dallas, uh, Dallas could be uh, a defense has though. actually been better as of late. Um, Not against the run, they sure haven't. True. And we know you are correct. Um, the run goes through Lamar. the one part that helps you here. Yeah. Um, like yeah. you said, there's there is some concern that Lamar may not be cleared. However, with yeah. there being two Monday night games and the Tuesday night game, um, as if you don't have an answer by the first Monday night game, you have to pivot to somebody, but you should have options, which is good. So, um, but I'm going to give it to I, Herbert here. Yeah, I do. Yeah. All righty. Running back Derrick Henry All right. and Jonathan Taylor for Whitefish versus Ronald Jones on a bye and just Josh Jacobs, who we had talked about his injury. He's at the Okay, so let, let's assume it, it's got to yeah. be Melvin Gordon for the um, – uh, for Terry, uh, maybe James White if you really felt like getting froggy, but yeah, either way, this is super easy. Henry and Taylor, even if even if they're um, you know, even if they have to ease Taylor back in, uh, he was the guy against Green Bay before he had that close contact with COVID, and Jacobs has that ankle sprain, and we already said you can't trust Jacobs right now. So right, this is super 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 easy. Henry and Taylor. Right. Yeah, agreed. Super easy. Henry against Cleveland. Taylor against Houston. Houston gives up everything. Money. Hey, uh, yeah. I'm I'm calling my Done. shot right now. Uh, I'm calling Fish to win. Yeah. I mean, it, I wait until <laughs> we announce the wide receiver. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we got Adams and Metcalf against Samuel. Hey, and, that's my job. And a person. I mean, he's going to beat me on tight end. Well, I mean, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? But Couple I'm just saying. I mean, look at all the buys. Look at all the buys. Wait, should, I, should I just go okay, to bed now? We got a slot. Okay, go ahead. Do it. No, okay, go ahead. We've got do your thing. Devante Adams and Dakin Metcalf. All right, now make your choices. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I do like have, sorry. Debo Samuel, if you guys could translate that, uh, against Buffalo for Terry. Um, I do like him. Um, you know, sure. Outside of the. Uh, it's gotta yeah. be Boyd or Schuster or, uh, Ayuk. And he's not going to yeah, play so, two. Let's say it's Juju, um, just because the, the offense is that much higher powered either way, DK and All Adams, right. it's super easy. Sure, Super easy. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. tight end Murder Darren City. Waller at the Jets versus Travis Kelsey against Denver. Kelsey. We talked about it already. It's Kelsey. I mean, I. L- yeah, love Kelsey, but Waller against the Jets is going to be uh, good. Flex, we got yeah, Michael Thomas Kelsey. questionable at Atlanta and Cooper Cup at Arizona. Uh, love Thomas, even with. Against Atlanta, even with okay, so the very first uh, game with Thomas and Hill at quarterback was against Atlanta, and he still had a hundred and some yards uh, receiving. Yeah, it's um, Thomas. Yeah, give me um, Thomas here. Yeah, sorry. 
All righty. Uh, defense kicker for yeah. Whitefish is Packers against Philly and Young Hoku versus uh, a on the bye Panthers defense oh. and Daniel Carlson. So it'll be the Patriots at the Chargers. Well, they're yep, agreed. Yeah, and give give me Packers. Okay. Uh, Rob, you thinking about anything at your bench? Yeah. I don't think you are, but are you? I okay. Okay, that was easy, Tyler. No, what I'm not. Can the scary Terry do? I think we talked about all of them with the um, buys and injuries that he has on his lineup. So I think we're we're good to go there. All right, so Tyler, you Tyler, yeah. you say uh, yeah, we take this yeah. one in there. Uh, Rob, do you agree? It's a tough one for me. Oh boy, he's doomed himself. Yes, he has. You can't switch. No every time. switching. Terry nope. wins. Yeah, you're locked in on fish. I just did it. Fine, fish wins. Uh, I've been mostly mentally absent throughout this entire matchup, so. I mean, uh, this well, whole that's rude. Oh, let's go, Whitefish. Really. The the one thing I will say here, <laughs> as we're looking at Whitefish, right, he's going to be a problem in the playoffs. I don't care what seed he gets. If even if he loses yeah. this week and falls to the five seed, yes, you. Um, who me? Yeah, as as somebody that can only oh. get the six seed, I am. Either I'm actively rooting for you to um, lose because – no, I want you to lose because I want to be Murder on Terry? the opposite side of the bracket. Oh. I, I want you to have oh. multiple opportunities to lose before I even have to face you. I got you. You know what I mean? I got you. Correct. Yeah, because if uh, I no, lose, if you and you, I face in the first round. If you were to finish third so, yeah. and Monkey wins. Oh, no. No, no. If I were to win right. and finish, yeah, and, and the two stay the right. same, Monkeys wins. Yeah, I'm three, right. you're six. But if you, if you lose, three, I, you're yeah, on the opposite you side of the bracket. Uh, so the, the only chance we would have to see each other is the championship. You're right. So just no. root for me no. to win. Monkeys no, I need to you lose. to lose, Rob. That's what I'm saying. And you don't have to worry about me. If you, if you win, you're either going to get the two or the three seed, and uh, you're going to be on the same dick. side as the All six right, seed. Fine. All right, I want well, this, the two. This, this was uh, uh, rewarding. Right, so Blake. Uh, let's go ahead and just end this nightmare Very. and have Huey Lewis play us out. Oh, boy. That's going to be uh, out, bro. Anybody else want to say some words while I pull up Huey Lewis? Oh, Tyler, you're, 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 the, you're the man. You're supposed to have it ready. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, uh, I will tell. Oh, have, have we said on the podcast? Uh, for everybody who Congrats. doesn't know, yeah, Congrats, has freeloader. Those are you ready? <laughs> Let's do it. Ready? Best ending yet. It's kind of cold. Small world.